Welcome to the Shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am Dad, your host. With me is Cool Boy Mew. Hey, hey, hey. Full Metal. What's up? Oh, it's been two years since my hero died. We still love you, Kentaro Miura. Man, when he died, it felt like an amputation. I felt like no one understood me as well as this crazy... <laughs> Jap cartoonist I've never met, but no, he he really felt like a family member with how much I loved his comic, and that's not an exaggeration. I love yeah, this guy. Yeah, you stuck me in the middle of my fucking sound, that's why, when you found out. This is more important. But anyway, we've read the first arc of the Berserk manga. Well, me and Mew have already read it before, but uh, this is Full Metal's first time. He's finally yeah. lost his berserk virginity. That sounds really weird when you say it like that, but I get what you mean. Man, on Discord, you post more berserk memes than I do. That's because they're funny. It, Mostly it, it, because what, they're about what, rape, and that's always funny. It, it, was, <laughs> it was about fucking time you, you read it. Or at least see an anime or something. Imagine not seeing the... What was it, the 98 and 97 anime? 99? I, I don't remember. It was 97. I'll probably watch it at some point. Uh, I've seen the outtakes for it. That's the only thing I've seen of it. Yeah, for those who don't know the English dub of the 97th Berserk, it was so incredibly bleak and depressing that the act voice actors did a bunch of humorous outtakes and put them on the DVD. They're easily available on YouTube. I think they're all tried on YouTube. It's been so long, just don't give a shit. Right. So when did when did you start reading Berserk? Because that came out like what eighty nine. Yeah. So when did uh, you pick it up? I I first saw the anime in in early two thousand, and then I don't know. I waited a few years. And I was like, "Fuck the uh, there, there there's not gonna be a sequel or something." I eventually just picked out the manga. All right, fair enough. I think I gave my story in the Berserk episode we did with Moon two years ago. But in 2004, I think it was December, I was at a Barnes & Noble and I saw the Berserk manga. I thought, oh, I've heard good things about this. I'll give it a shot. I bought it, read the first volume. It's like two chapters because they're extra long. And it, it ends right when Guts uh, sees the behillet. And yeah. I thought... I thought, this is okay, I guess. I don't see what all the hype is about. Then a couple, couple of years later, uh, my local library got a bunch of the volumes, and I thought, oh, this is free. I'll give it an another shot. And I, I read like 15 volumes because the, the, the Golden Age was so enticing. Yeah, th th this is where shit uh, becomes good. Yeah, but the beginning chapters are... It's basically Fist of the North Star plus Giant Sword. It's 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 a yeah. tragedy. I, I remember being uh, being pissed as a uh, um, long time ago, maybe even the podcast before I've said it, that I didn't like how all the early chapters were not animated. However, reading them again now... You can kind of see why, right? Yeah, yeah, I kind of don't like ultra edgy gods. Like, like when I was a teenager, I think I think I started reading it in high school or just a bit after, and I I don't know. 
the the early chapters I'm not as much as I was into them as I was back then. Yeah. I I do enjoy ultra edgy guts and we'll see some of that again in the arc after the golden age flashback, but it's not who guts really is. We learned that there's a lot more depth to his character than a guy who just walks around killing dudes. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's, I think when people say that about the beginning chapters, that it's just edgelord guts, I think they're being overly simplistic. He does show signs of character even before the golden age. Very but, um, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's a little more subtle. He, uh, he is kind of yeah. just like an edgy cunt. We, we yeah. know what what Mira was uh, get, get, getting for uh, because you see it exactly at the end of that arc, but it's still like a bit. Uh, yeah, I don't he, know. he makes that sad face at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, the infamous sad guts face. But but otherwise, oh, he, it's uh, he, he especially. He convinced the girl to not kill herself, but in order to do so, he had to really piss her off. Yeah, it, it takes a real man to kill a child. Especially knowing like uh, how good it gets after uh, these early chapters, just don't do it for me anymore. Yeah, it's entertaining, ultra violent, edge core fantasy, but it's not the best of Berserk. That's coming up soon. But it, it's a good in- intro. It whets your appetite for more. Oh, I thought I was going to say it gets your dick hard. Well, <laughs> no, we'll wait till the eclipse for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of... It's kind of funny to me that you wanted to do an episode just on the Black Swordsman arc, because there's really not a lot of substance story-wise. Yeah. It's yeah, but... mostly some fights and Guts being an asshole. But they're fucking long. It's like it's, we we just read like three fucking volume of content, which is absolutely massive. Yeah, and at this early stage, he didn't have any assistance, so he he was doing all these detailed two page spreads entirely on his own. Oh, uh, what do you think of the heart full metal? Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. Like you can't argue <laughs> that. And even if you don't like the subject matter of Berserk, like. You have to admit the art is incredibly detailed. I wish it was in color. That would just fucking blow me away. We're we're laughing because this is basically Berserk. The the art is at its worst. Yep, the art gets way better if you can believe such a thing. Oh, I know. I'm sure you've seen pages of stuff from future events. No, I read all of Berserk. Nigga, don't fuck with me. I know you didn't read (laughs) 40-something volumes. No, I didn't read it in like a week. I finished Berserk like a month or so ago. I was just waiting till now to tell you because I thought it'd be funnier. Oh. Really? (laughs) You're you're not fucking with me. No, I'm not. I'm caught up on the end, uh, you know, with the whole, uh, what was it called? The Moonlight Child? All right. Yeah, you've read up to recent chapters. Yeah. I was going to try to convince you to keep reading just in case you didn't like these early chapters. You might have. Yeah, well, the. You might have had the same reaction I did 19 years ago, you know? I was going to say, yeah, I pretty much did. I was like, I don't really get why people are into this. It's it's fine. And I was like, "Ah, let me read the Golden Age arc. And then I did. I was like, wow, that's actually really good. Now that you've read it, 
um, to try the anime, but the old anime. But usually, it's supposed to be the other way around. You'll see why if you watch the anime. <laughs> you you you'll see why. If yeah, you watch does, the anime. Well, doesn't the anime just cover the golden age? Yeah, yeah, but... the golden age and uh, the Cobra Apostle from the first chapter. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really weird how the Golden Age is a flashback technically because that is the longest fucking flashback I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's like no thirteen volumes. Right? No kidding. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I, I've heard the idea that maybe Miura should have started with the Golden Age, like showing Guts's birth from his mom being hung from a tree. But some people argue that there's some good foreshadowing in the Black Swordsman arc, like when the God Hand first appear. It just seems out of nowhere, but then you see Guts has a relationship with one of them, and he really, really wants to kill one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think these parts are important, but, but, what, but what's really weird is that uh, the beginning chapters are kind of like so, somewhat not canon anymore or some shit because you can't you still can't place them in the story after yeah yeah they don't make a lot of sense honestly i get what he was going for but i think he was still kind of unsure of himself oh it's the beginning i mean that it's not the first time like that a manga just kind of fucking changes its mind or or it starts in a certain way but then they they just stop doing some shit. Like I believe the you know the the, the girl that can see ghost, uh, Mieriko Chan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a, apparently, the the first um, like twenty ish chapters or so, there's some etchy, but they completely stop doing that after. Yeah, and how many comedy series have you seen that get serious later on? Yeah, yeah, I know that It's Men Reborn is one of them. Because my friend uh, doesn't stop talking about it. Yeah, this uh, this was his first manga, right? Uh, he had a couple one-volume shots before this, and he also did a... Uh, he collaborated with the writer from Fist of the North Star. I know, the writing sucks, but uh, what was it called? It was like King Wolf or something. It's about a, uh, around the same time he's, he was doing Berserk on his own. He was also drawing this manga with the Fist of the North Star guy. Uh... That one's about a, a two Japanese people who go back in time and meet Genghis Khan and find out that he's ethnically Japanese. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not joking. Sure. He didn't write that one, so it's not his fault that one's retarded. Yeah, manga is doing like random one shot or like random project before they actually like get a hit or a full project is... Uh... As far as I'm aware, this happens often. Right. Yeah, and he was a, an assistant to the guy who made Hajime no Ippo. Very nice. Oh, nice. I like Ippo. But it's obvious which one of them is the better artist. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Ippo is just a sports manga. It's not... I don't think it would really lend itself to be like that um, detailed art-wise. Like Berserk is a dark fantasy. There's a lot more you could do with that. Well, right. maybe the other mangakas will be as good if they went uh, full autism too. Except that they, they they need to fucking deliver a chapter. Meanwhile, at some point, we got like one one fucking chapter a year. 
Yeah, I can complain yeah. about the berserk hiatuses for a while, but this episode is to celebrate the the good things, the good sure. times. Sure, let, let's not talk about the many hiatuses. Yeah, let's talk about how annoying Puck is and how he's a faggot. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. if, if you do, well, you've already read it, so, so the, the, there's no surprise anymore. You, but um, if you don't like Puck in the beginning, Puck just kind of gets worse later on. Yeah, yeah he, he gets did. worse, and then he eventually kind of gets sidelined a bit. Yeah, I hate little chestnut Puck when he's cosplaying as Star Wars characters and shit. Like, yeah, yeah he, I, just, I understand. He's I get the comic, what they're doing. He's the comic yeah, exactly. relief character, but I don't need this fourth it's, wall breaking cutesy bullshit. Yeah, if it's too tone. It's like a a tonal whiplash. It's like it's too much. Like, eh, you need a little more subtle humor, not just Star Wars references. Like, what are you, what are you doing? But shouldn't we go back to the actual chapters we've we've read? Because let's talk about edgy guts and the slug baron and shit. I I have not much to say about all of this. I think exactly that's the thing. There's there's not much to say about the black swordsman arc. There's it's just guts killing guys and being edgy. Yeah, I like that he's badass. He fucked that demon lady, kinda. That was interesting. Yeah, that's that's a weird way to open a manga, but sure. Yeah, that's kind of out of character, given what we later know about him, about how fiercely loyal to Casca he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To be fair, she was in retard mode, and he was probably, you know, blue-balled for a while. Yeah, and that was Guts at his worst. But (laughs) I I like that early Guts is... When we first see him, he's badass, but not invincible. Sometimes he loses fights. Sometimes he gets scared or even cries. Oh, he, he gets gets hit all the fucking time. Yeah, no, Guts takes an ass whooping like on the daily. And he's the struggler, so <laughs> he's fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, he's used to it. It's Oh, oh he's asking for It's more. a fascinating main character. Yeah, he's this quiet, introverted badass, but you know, when he does speak, it's it's like he's this warrior poet who's handing out wisdom to everyone around him. I love it. I like that they don't make him overly stoic, because that can be kind of boring. He he does ha- have his moments of softness, and uh, yeah. much later on, he he gets to a uh, thought being so much of a loner. He gets to appreciate his friends and real hot. Rely upon them, especially after Shirke joins the party. Yeah, he gets to have a JRPG crew, but then again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. If you want, if you want to just cover all the fucking chapters, we gotta stop doing that. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to let's talk about the Slug Baron. He's sure. the first major villain we see. Uh, I love this dude. He's such a tragic figure. It's like, yeah, he needs to die. All these demon bastards need to die. But I feel these pangs of empathy for him. He's yeah, this murderous yeah, tyrant who sold his wife to be devoured by demons, but he genuinely loves his daughter. It it, it was well, well handled, definitively. It was probably the, some of the best parts of uh, the, the the end of that arc was probably some of the best part of it. 
Yeah, I like that they give them just enough humanity for them to not just feel like a generic monster that needs to be killed. Like, they are still people, even if they're evil. So yeah, you, you it, can it, relate on some level. So it makes their death all the more tragic. Yeah. If, if these they demons, have to die. Yeah, if they were 100... It's kind of sad. If they were 100% psychopathic, then they wouldn't have loved ones to sacrifice. Exactly. I thought that was a great mechanic that he put into his world, where like, to become a demon, you have to sacrifice what you love the most. And with the slug like that, count, we see his one... Really dark. Yeah, we see him have one act of decency before he dies, where he refuses to sacrifice his daughter. I mean, he's going to spend the rest of eternity in hell and the vortex of souls anyway, but just one moment in his life, he decided not to cause suffering and death. Yeah. I, yeah, the writing in this isn't the best in the early parts, but it's still pretty good. I was a little bit shocked. I was expecting it to be a lot more boring. Yeah, it's not as brainless as its inspiration, Fist of the North Star. Which is freaking rad, don't get me wrong, but I read that for different reasons. That one's just dude, dudes fighting and no depth to it whatsoever. Yeah, sometimes you want that, you know. Sometimes you just want potato chips, you know, you don't want to make a whole meal. Yep. Yeah, I love that Mira is so great at drawing action. Like even in 1989, with no assistance, he was way better at page layouts and expertly building tension than releasing it by showing guts doing something badass. Yeah, there, there, there's big manga because nowadays that can't even, that's that still can do this much. Yeah, whether from lack of talent or just time constraints, I don't know, but. I've noticed like the uh, the intention with some of the action is really good, like how it builds anticipation just for like a single swing, because you know gut swings around this fucking like thousand pound slab of metal, and it feels so like it'll it. like build up in one panel and then pay off in the next. It's like damn, it, you feel the weight of it through like the how the manga presents itself. Yeah, at, at no point does he feel like he's holding a big foam sword or something. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, shows and manga are like that, where the character just waves around their weapon like it's made out of fucking cardboard. Like yeah. that's not how that would work. Yeah, compared to Inuyasha's gigantic sword, which he swings like a whiffle bat. Yeah, it actually feels like it has weight to it. So that's that's kind of cool. And it, it's it's even better when you know Guts isn't like a superhero. He doesn't have any like special powers. He's just really strong. Yeah, after all the bullshit you see in his life and how he's overcome it, you feel like he's earned the right to swing this giant sword. Yeah, and it, it makes sense where the demons fear him because despite like nothing being particular about him that's like inhuman he still manages to fight off hordes of them yeah and his he doesn't get the... he doesn't really get any power up either until like unless you count the armor which is like 
That's more of a trade-off than a power-up. Yeah, because it's really destroying his body. Uh, Even in his early 20s, he looks like this 40-year-old fucked-up war veteran. I was going to say that. Guts at the end of this series, or like the current whatever, he's like in his mid-20s at this point. He looks like 40-something. Nigga had it rough. Yeah, it's it, it's it's mostly how uh, Mira's drawing change. Guts got a lot, a lot fucking more larger. He looks young, like even in the beginning two chapters, and then the way he draws him just changes slowly. Yeah, he does look more muscle bound due to Mira's art evolution. Because in the Black Swordsman arc, he has. He's tall and has lean muscle, but he doesn't look like this gargantuan bodybuilder. Yeah. And he and throughout the Golden Age, he is fighting dudes in armor who look like these 10-foot-tall mutants. Yeah, early on it does seem like there are some shonen and video game tropes. Like, this is not the first manga about a strong dude wandering around killing bad guys. Like, guts well, up- now that I... Sorry, go on. Guts, he often fights a group of normal enemies, then a mini-boss, then a real boss. So it feels like a beat-em-up game at times. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I mean, that's just kind of the nature of storytelling. You want to build up. You don't want to blow your load immediately. But yeah, after reading Berserk, I, I do see a lot of the influences that it's had on media as a whole, not just anime. So every time I like see uh, an edgy black swordsman, I can tell it's like trying to rip off Berserk. Or like I see the influences in the Souls games now because I played like yep. all of those, and I knew there were in, there were parts of it that were inspired by Berserk. And now that I actually experience, like, oh, that's where that's from. Yeah, you see the giant swords armor that looks like the Berserker armor, or Guts' Golden Age armor. And there's a blacksmith yeah. named Rickert in one of the games. Also, I think I think it was Dragon's Dogma. They just had like the armor from Berserk. Yeah, it was like an official tie-in merchandising yeah. thing. I don't. Yeah. I think you have to mod it in now. I think they lost the rights to it eventually. But yeah, but it's probably still in the game still get it. Or, or something. Or, or you yeah, can I think just a way yeah. To get it. Yeah. What else can we say about Berserk? It's the greatest achievement mankind has ever accomplished. <laughs> bit of an exaggeration but better, right. than, better than the pyramids better than penicillin better than you're, the internet you're talking as if we're, we're, we're not going to get another episode on this yeah I was prepared just to talk about the first three volumes but I, I see I see I, I thought that the way you talk I thought that you wanted this to be like a, a weekly thing which that that was a lot of manga to read. Well, but, the truth but, is, but, but, I, I didn't know Full Metal had already read all of it, so I was wondering <laughs> if I had to convince him to keep going after the first three volumes. I see, I see. So I, I don't, I don't know either. I don't mind like revisiting it once in a while, but I, I don't know we could, if we could do this weekly. Uh, I, I think we somewhat suck at. I, I just like 
at going like in depth into something. So I, I don't know if that if I, if that's gonna work in the long run, but maybe on a, on a while. I don't know. I I enjoy talking about Steinsgate. Yeah, I I think we do well enough as like a general discussion uh, chat, but as like deep like review, like that's that's really more of like a YouTuber thing. We're not quite yeah. like uh, on that yeah. level. Yeah, we're we're not like that. This that descriptive go go going after concept and shit. So I'm I'm I don't think it's gonna work like weekly. Yeah, Maybe. there's the Skullcast podcast, which has been going on since like 2008. These yeah, people are well, even, they're even more obsessed with Berserk than I am. Like one of them, uh, he has a, I think he has a handwritten letter from Miura. They contacted each other in like 2010. Uh, he sent some fan mail and got an actual letter in response. And that's, of course, his most prized possession. That's pretty fucking awesome, honestly. I, I didn't case did that in plastic. But I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. If you want to he hear even more detail about Berserk, listen to these guys. They're cool. I give them Patreon bucks. Sure. Yeah. Well, also a problem is like we we talk about too many different things. It's kind of hard to go in depth on one thing unless you spend a lot of time analyzing it. Oh, I I, I know, but I, I know in the first place that I I I am not made for analyzing. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can pick up on some of the subtle themes, but I don't notice like every little detail that something might have, unless I like re go over it and I'm like trying to examine it closely. I, I think the issue is that I've never really done this. I've always been like kind of a lone wolf when it gets uh, to to the shit I'm really obsessed with. So then I get like, I I simply don't discuss it. There was one person I knew that I could maybe go into in depth with shit. That that person just at some point decided to disappear from the internet. So there you go. Uh, and otherwise, like I, I I've just never done this, so I I can't just shit this out of nowhere. It's it's just not gonna work. Well, I won't force you to go into autistic detail about the things we read and watch. No, I'm I'm, I'm just continuing saying that, like, in-depth review, like, 100 episode about one thing is just not going to work, I think. <laughs> even your beloved idol shit? Yeah, even that. Even that. I, I'm, just, I'm just the kind of... I'm not what I call an explain fag, you know the the, the, the kind of people that that go to to such fucking length to um to go. Why does Mega Man? Uh, why doesn't Mega Man teleport to the boss room or or whatever the fuck? You know, you know the kind of people just go like way uh, too autistic about it yeah or, yeah or they analyze things that don't need analyzing like the exactly. colors of curtains in a scene in a movie 
Well, to be honest, uh, uh, the kind of people I'm talking about are absolute undesirable because if <laughs> if you go into forums, you'll notice that the one that that ask the stupid useless question are also the one that don't fucking pay attention. So so I don't know where the hell I'm going with this, but yeah, well, that's I, what FAQs are supposed to be for, but <laughs> but but. But anyways, for fuck, uh, I, I lost my train of thought. But but yeah, I, I'm the kind of guy that wants like the author's uh, intention into something. So I don't like discussing right. infinitely what what was intended, what could possibly be intended, and and what ended up being. Even if it wasn't intended, I don't kind of like talking about this kind of shit. So yeah. that, that's that's why I'm I, I I I'd be like fucking terrible at going on like hundred episode about this. Yeah, I get what you mean. You, you don't need to analyze yeah. every detail of the author's life. Like you can cover the major things, but you don't need to know what they had for lunch last Tuesday. No, I, I just <laughs> r rather hear the author tell me about what they actually intended rather than like uh, uh, attempting to find out. That, yeah. that I kind of like. You see, interviews with Miura, he talks openly about the things he was inspired by. That, that's interesting because not a lot of authors do this. I, I'm just kind of, kind of annoyed when... Something is just vague. I mean, I'll just, I'll just let it be. But there, th there's some shit you'll never have any, um, any insight into, and that kind of sucks. However, d don't, um, don't mix this with actual lore shit, like autistic lore shit, like uh, the. The website Chrono Compendium that goes deep into like Chrono Trigger theories, that's interesting. But shit like uh, a teeming uh, inspiration, I I just can't. I, I I can't. What do they say? Like Queen Zeal did nothing wrong. No, it's like it's like fucking time travel theories. Like how how something could could happen. Uh, go, go go to the website and and, and read some of the theories. You, you you'll see what I mean. I, I but, like but, Chrono Trigger. That's one of the greatest games of all time. But it's not really that deep. I I don't know. There's a few things not explained, and it's it's not about like trying to find out the the author's inspiration and spirit, uh, and stuff like this. It's more about trying to find the lore and how like shit works but uh you're probably right in that it probably wasn't that deep <laughs> however yeah, I mean, it, it, you it put actually... anything under a microscope it, it it you find out it's not really that deep but yeah yeah probably people just they like to find greater meaning in things that's just how we are as a species yeah, yeah, but uh, I I find lore more interesting than author intention. That that's about it. But uh, Chrono Cross came and it actually did become that deep because Chrono Cross is it's it's kind of um, up obtuse. It, it's kind of oh, obtuse. Yeah, 
that game is such a fucking mess. It, it it throws so many ideas at you, but it does so slowly until the end of the game where it dumps a big pile of information on you. Like almost all the connections to Chrono Trigger come in the last hour of this no, gigantic not, not the last game. hour, the, the last 10 ish hour. But it's really easy to to miss because shit has different name. Uh, extra, extra. There's even some cutscene that you might not even have have because you chose the wrong characters or something like that. And uh, yeah, Chrono Cross is the kind of game that you actually have to go to Chrono Compendium to re to even understand what the fuck happened in the plot. Yeah, Chrono Cross is kind of like um, the Kingdom Hearts games, where it's just so convoluted. I don't want to oh, deal no, with the, that bullshit. The, yeah, yeah, no, the, the Kingdom Hearts game kind of pisses me off because you have, like, this happy-go-lucky Disney shit. And, and then it's... And then you, you see just cutscenes on YouTube of some of the fucking game I didn't play. You have, like, characters talk about something serious, and it's like, Ooh, wait a second, so someone might be listening. And you get, like, the, the fucking chandelier... From um, from Beauty and the Beast, and it's just like, what the fuck is this? There is some the the, the tonal lit, uh, whiplash from Kingdom Hearts is insane. It, it is completely yeah, that series stupid. has always eluded me. You're, you 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 go you go from one moment to uh, having a, a edgy up to shit. And then another moment, you you just jump around with fucking Winnie the Pooh. It's 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 <laughs> it's fucking insane. Oh, so yeah. Going back, let's go back to Berserk, shall we? Yeah, I, I <laughs> we just had quite a bit. Kingdom Hearts Two is the only game I've dropped because the story pissed me off. Man, I just skipped the cutscenes in those games. <laughs> yeah, you just have to accept that there's nothing about that series that makes any goddamn sense. No matter what these four-hour-long YouTube analyses say. I think they made an entire game just to give you a reason why there's one cutscene where Mickey Mouse doesn't wear a shirt. Because <laughs> I, I, I he's a did, mouse. I think they, they did something like this at the end. It was one of the mobile games or something. Yeah, it was one of the weird spin-off games. It was like this whole thing, and then it shows why he shows up in a cutscene in one of the other games not wearing a shirt. So I, I was looking like, through okay. berserkchapters.com, which is the website with high quality scans that I was that I told you to read the read it on. Uh, I noticed it's yeah. missing the the lost chapter eighty three where Griffith talks to the idea of evil. Wasn't that considered non canon? It's 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 hard to or say because it, no, like, or the, it's, the, it's uh, canon, but he wish he didn't put it in because it yeah, spoils. The, yeah, it, it explains too much too early. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm glad we yeah. got it because he fucking died and never got the chance to explain all these things. But it basically I've, just sounds like Satan with extra steps. Kind of. Uh, have you read it? Full Metal. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the whole like the concept of evil, like 
evil exists because people want evil to exist and like it's right. causing this whole like soul void thing whatever and it's yeah, like I... that just kind of sounds like satan maybe that's just like my interpretation of it because of my religious understandings but that's what it comes off as to me yeah this seems like a world with an evil god but no good god well, I, I, I mean, they, they literally call the the God End Realm Hell, so... Yeah. I mean, that could just be like a... I mean, what else do you call it? What are you going to call it? The Demon Realm? The, like, the what do you... Astral you know? Realm. Like, nah, nigga, <laughs> this is hell. It's yeah, all the like, demons that just, eat it, people. It, it, it's hell, right? You know, you just got to call it what it is. With that, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean it like uh, a Christian thing. It's it's just like everybody knows the concept of hell. Even like non uh, Abrahamic religions still have their own sort of interpretation of what hell is. But it's it kind of all the place is, where there's no anime titties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're all flat. Oh no! No. <laughs> you get your seventy-two virgins, but they're all flat-chested lollies. That's somebody's heaven. That's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, how far into the manga have you read? Have you gotten to Ganishka and his armies? Yeah, I've read the whole thing. Oh, I'm caught up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not caught up though. Because I've noticed that the idea of evil is this giant heart with tons of valves sticking out of it. And yeah, throughout the series, you see things that look similar to it. Like Rosine, the moth apostle, like she has valves that spit air out of her. That's how she flies at supersonic speed. And when you get to Ganishka, that artificial behillet he has his minions create, it looks like a giant heart. Uh, also, well, I always thought the bailet thought it looked kind of like a heart. Not, not since not since how, how paganism comes back in the manga, and also uh, in the early chapters, they specifically you you, you see pagans uh, killing someone and removing the heart. Yep. And yeah. When he, when he I mean, to be fair, seat. that is just a pagan thing in general. Yeah, when he fights the sea god, he has to go to its heart. Yeah. There there is some symbolism with the heart, but that's uh that's kind of just in life in general, so it's hard to say whether that was like strictly intentional for like some sort of story purpose or just because the heart normally has like that kind of um it's normally interpreted that way as like the core of someone's being. Right, but Given that this is Miura, I like to think it was intentional. Could that, be that all these giant hearts, know. all these giant hearts you see, are imitations of the idea of evil. Yes, yeah, symbolism like that usually is not. Uh, it's not random. Yeah, I, I, I like a good dark fantasy, but like Berserk is just like misery from like front to back. There's so few moments of like happiness and they're so far between so it, it gets kind of draining to read it honestly at some points because you're just like holy fuck can it get any worse and it does get worse yeah imagine what it's like to work on it 
<laughs> yeah, like your maybe Mura's, that's what he died early. Imagine it your Mura's away his life energy. Imagine your Mura's assistant, and he tells you about how to draw draw this troll rape scene. <laughs> yeah, just the right like, way. I, and you have to spend a couple <laughs> months on that. I I assure you, this woman getting railed on by six goblins is absolutely imperative. Do, I, do we really have to? Yes. Is Guts going to save her? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, she gets eaten. It's like, uh. Yeah. I don't know how far you want to get into it, talking about it, but there's just... I want to talk about the pagans for a minute. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, so... I hate a lot of Japanese media, and I guess Western media does it too, where it's just like, oh, church bad, church evil. It's like, eh, it's kind of lame and like overdone as a trope. And it's like, oh, let me guess, the pagans are going to be like, maybe not the good guys, but like better objectively. And it's like, no, they're evil. Look, they're look, they're no, horribly they evil. <laughs> they have satanic orgies. They sacrifice people to goat gods and shit. They boil people and eat them. Children, probably. They look pretty small. It's like, that's a cauldron of dead people. Wow, okay. Yeah. No, I can see why the church hunts these people down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see why they do... Nothing wrong. I, yeah, I can see why they do, uh, you know, bur like witch burnings. Like, no, these people are fucking horrible and they need to die. Uh, Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, like when uh, Nina, the prostitute, goes off with, with her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, and, she and drags he... him to a satanic orgy. Like, she's a <laughs> prostitute, but she's like, she doesn't seem like a bad person. And then, you know, then she, she drags this her... dude off and she gets, yeah, she gets revealed as a pagan. And it's like, she, she betrays oh, him because no. he doesn't want anything to do, to do with it. She's ready to kill him. And later she betrays, yeah. she betrays Luca and. Also, she, yeah, she is just a bad person. She deliberately spread syphilis. Oh, God. Yeah. There aren't really any good people. I mean, you could argue like a few. Like maybe later in the in the series when Guts gets his fantasy RPG friends. Uh, they're yeah, pretty alright. I made an alignment chart a few years ago. You know, based on the nine D&D &D alignments. Let me pull that up. The one I liked uh, the most out of his friends, funny enough, was Farnese. I thought she had an interesting character development because she's like objectively like a psycho bitch, right? But then she gets better, which is not yeah. something you see very often in the series. Yeah, when you first meet her, she's this power-hungry fire fetishist who loves to burn people to death. But Gut slaps it out of her and turns her into a actual good woman. <laughs> yeah. It, all all she, she needed was I, the I strong hand of a man to put her in her place. I don't <laughs> ironically. I don't remember this, but I, I remember she was like self-flagellating, like, like literal. Yeah, she she's yeah, a she's a masochist. She's a she's like a sadomasochist or something. No, she likes the, to whip uh, herself and she likes to set people on fire and she gets off to it. Uh, uh, the the self-flagellating thing is actually some sort of Christian thing. I. Yeah, middle well, ages. It's part monks of her religion, but she's like into it. Yeah, in the real like, world, sexually. middle ages monks would whip themselves as punishment for their own sins. But 
with Ferdinand. Yeah, for touching she's, themselves or whatever. She's, she's she totally got into getting it, off like, on it. Yeah, she's she's a total pervert. Like that's her whole character is her like well, trying to get over being a coomer. Yeah. Well, she saw rape horse and yeah, that this is the face of the coomer. This is the reality of the path you're going down if you don't fucking quit it. You'll turn into a rape horse. She almost kind of did. Ah, oh, yeah, she almost got possessed for a second. So, look at this alignment chart I posted. What do you think? I, I don't remember who's the, the middle evil guy. Gambino, Guts' adopted father, who right. sold him to get raped by a big, scary black man. Right, what wasn't sure anymore. I was like, is he an apostle? Because look at his fucking face, but no. No, plain old humans can be evil sons of bitches, too. Like, Griffith was a monster back when he was a human. Like, some people forget that. Like, he, his dream was to live in a castle, and he doesn't care if millions of people have to suffer and die to make that happen. To be fair, that's just a regular monarch. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Man, I kind of wish I wasn't spoiled on Berserk, because that, like, the whole situation... Like, Griffith was an asshole, but he wasn't evil until the the whole, uh, you know... You know, selling your friends to be devoured by flips. demons. Yeah. Well, he didn't just do that. Like, he... Yeah, he didn't have to rape Casca, but he did. He didn't have to do that, and in front of his best friend, just to spite him for leaving him to go on his own journey of self-discovery. Guts wasn't even gone that long. He left for like two years. Yeah, but it was enough to drive. took that so personally, it fucking drove him insane. Yeah, he, Griffith was so obsessed with being perfect all the time. It took one thing out of place to drive him nuts. And, and like a good Shakespearean tragedy, that ended up being his downfall. Yeah, well, sort of. Well, he He's probably winning, would... but in a roundabout way. Yeah, he's... Not really enjoying it because life on easy mode is actually not fun. You need some challenge in life. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny enough, that's um, that's what I like about One Punch Man, where he shows that Saitama, despite being the strongest, is just depressed because he's bored all the fucking time. There's <laughs> nothing to do. There's no challenge in life, you know. Like playing a video game with cheats on, it gets boring after a while because you're like, well, now what do I do? I can't. There's no challenge. Yeah, I understand why real-life wealthy people turn to all sorts of disgusting depravities just for the entertainment value, because they've never had to struggle. Yeah. But the Berserk has a particular level of corruption like in it. Like, the world in it has just, like, this weird... Like, like corruption is everywhere. Like, people can be pretty fucked up, but, like, not that fucked up. But I guess that's what happens when you have a world that's permeated with demons and shit. I don't know. You you can see some perfectly human characters in Berserk do evil shit, like the King of Midland. It 
He seems like a reasonable king at first, but it turns out he really wants to fuck his daughter. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like there are very few characters in the series that aren't pieces of shit. Like, even ones that seem good on the surface end up being fucking evil behind the scenes. And it's like, how many people in real life are like that? Not a lot. Yeah, and this there are evil people, but not to that degree. Most people are generally pretty neutral. And this amoral mercenary named Guts, who kills people with no hesitation, is one of the better characters, morally speaking. Yeah, I like that he's not a hero, and he never they never try to portray him as such. He's just trying to save his friends. He just wants to be happy. Honestly, that's like his whole goal is just to live a happy life, and that is never going to happen to him. Yeah, maybe if he wasn't a child soldier, he would have had a chance, but... No. Well, yeah, he was fucked literally from, like, minute one. Like, second one of his existence. He plops out of a corpse. Like, yeah, there's... This poor dude had no chance whatsoever. If you're born at rock bottom, it's pretty fucking hard to see the world in any sort of positive light. But he does eventually. Like, he makes friends with the band of the Hawk, and even after that's taken from him... And he needs a few years to recover. He makes more friends with Shirke and the rest. Like, later in the series, he does seem like a good leader who genuinely cares about his friends. It just takes him a long time to get to it. A long fucking time. Yeah. This is long. It was really long. I wish it was longer, man. Yeah, well... Yeah, it, it's really interesting how it evolves over like the the arcs. But I kind of just wanted more of the Golden Age. I just want more like mercenary adventures. I feel like there's not a lot of good series that's that has like anti-hero mercenary people. Like I want to see more of that. Like that was what I liked about Vinland Saga, and then it did a one eighty shift, and it's like not about that at all anymore. It, it, it's like, it, it it's can, still it good, can, but it's not quite what I want. It can't be about that forever. Why not? Yeah, it could, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess if you have hundreds of chapters of a mercenary going around killing dudes, it it will start to st- stretch credulity that he's still alive. Yeah. So you, in an alternate universe. Like, Berserk could have been just the never-ending adventures of Black Swordsman Guts killing people and killing monsters and shit, and it still would have been really cool, but I don't know how long he could have sustained that. Yeah, maybe not, like, never-ending, like, mercenary hijinks, but... Just longer than what we got. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have very few complaints about Berserk, and one of them is that I think he kept Casca as a retard for too long. Yeah, the, yeah, that was another thing. The 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 the, the fucking boat. Yeah, the boat, fucking idol master. The boat isn't that long, but it. I found it, out it was like it, not. It went on yeah. for like nine IRL years or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That, that I was there. That's so I didn't... read it through, and I was like, "Why do people complain about the boat?" Like, and then I found yeah, out because it went is... on for nine years in exactly. real life. It's like, yeah, oh, this... 
Oh, that's why people were mad about the boat. Yeah, when you read it all at once, it's well-paced, and you don't notice any major problems, but yeah, if you were there, you had to suffer from blue balls year after year. Well, it's a good thing I waited, then. <laughs> well, you're going to keep waiting, because yeah, chapters are not, not coming out very frequently. Like, it was... Yeah. Like, when, uh, Koji Mori took it over last year. He was supposed to be doing monthly chapters, but I don't know what happened. Maybe he realized he he's in way over his head, and he's nowhere near talented enough to handle this. Like, yeah, I can I, just I like, tell with the newer chapters, the art is a little bit more simplified. Like, it still has Miura's assistants working on it, but the page layouts kind of suck. It looks like the characters are just teleporting around the place and you don't know what's going on. Yeah, it doesn't have as good of direction. You can just tell right off the bat. I think if they're smart, they should just uh, get to the ending as uh, quickly as they reasonably can. Yeah, I think I just... it's better just to end the series and let people have their... Uh, their um, closure with it. Yeah, just take like tw 20 or 30 chapters. Just finish this off, please. Yeah, just... I think Mira wanted to do like a couple more arcs before finishing it. I think it was like the one they're in and then like one more or something like that. Yeah, because the chapter where, where he died, he had this, this flashback to the, the Skull Knight's past and you learn about the Berserker armor and shit. And it seemed like he was going to delve more into that. I, I don't know. And you, that page with the previous god hands from a thousand years ago, that was intriguing. Yeah, it yeah it sets up a lot of, uh, of lore. And it, asks, uh, it makes you ask a lot of questions that I don't know if we have time for the answer for. But I feel like the implication is maybe that, like, it's sort of a cycle, like a new god hand is formed anytime the old god hand is defeated, or maybe like the the planet, like uh, our universe, sort of like blinks out of existence and resets, or something like that. Kind of like a Big Bang scenario, maybe. Could be, or maybe Mars attacks is just in charge all the time, and he keeps betraying his underlings and installing new god hands. Probably has to do with the hell vortex shit, whatever. Like, maybe there's so much, there becomes so much evil in the world that it like overpowers it and everything resets. I don't know. I'm just yeah, and some, fucking talking out of my ass. Yeah. And some people have theorized that King Griffith might sacrifice his kingdom to overthrow the idea of evil, but uh, I can't maybe. see, I can't see him doing something. Yeah, well, especially now that he's a demon. That was, um, that was interesting. You don't see a lot of characters like Griffith ever because he's what he's become now is like the literal idea of the Antichrist, which is <laughs> yeah. not something you see. He's this in, like any media, he's this vile son of a bitch. But almost like, everyone not loves just him, like, including the Pope. Yeah, not just, not just like a guy who's just like on the surface. There's plenty of characters that seem nice on the surface but are evil underneath. Like, no, he's like, 
the literal antichrist like in yeah. every like biblical interpretation it's, it's like, like holy of, shit all of history has been set up to prepare earth for the coming of this this yeah antichrist figure yeah that's the right word for it like, i can't almost, think of any yeah, that's the best oh, description almost everyone thinks he's the messiah come to save them from evil but no he is that evil you're fucked yeah I'm still not sure what the fuck he's doing with that city. I'm not quite sure. I honestly, it really just feels like he wants to be like an isekai protagonist. That like feels like that's what his dream was <laughs> to just be the overpowered, overpowered isekai protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. And if that like... came with the cost of a few rapes and murders, so be it. Uh, he's exulting in his overpowered nature it's like he's playing sim city or civilization he likes being the god but he's quickly realized that it's just not fun being invincible yeah that's <clears throat> probably part of it but there you there's glimpses of humanity in him and whether that's from like the fact that he's technically guts and Costco's kid in a weird yeah. roundabout way. Well, he was there are glimpses before, of like his humanity where he feels bad about some of the things he does for like a split second. Yeah, remember during the eclipse when he was being transformed into his new body, they told him these are the last tears he will ever shed. And for a long time he showed no emotions. And it seemed like right. that was true. But then the very last chapter before Miura died, you see him shedding tears. Yeah. So the, it's like hinting that maybe Griffith isn't entirely gone, whether that's like through him being the Moonlight Child or whatever. Or, or something. Yeah, yeah, we don't know knows. where it's going to go, but I I'm going to keep reading Koji Mori's version. It's just nowhere near as good. Uh, I I'll forget it and and still like well for for a couple years more and then I'll I'll get back into it. Because in the last big episode that we did the catch up episode, I wasn't able to finish it. So, uh, well, I wasn't able to catch up completely, so Yeah, if I recall, yeah. both you and Moon had are, were not completely caught up with Berserk. You you didn't see the page with the past God hands until I showed no. it to you. No, I completely forgot about that. Oh shit! Did I spoil anything? No, I I told him about it on this podcast two years ago, but he's probably okay. forgotten since then. Yeah, I'm probably going to do the same as you. I'm going to forget about it for like a couple of years and come back to it and then read the next two chapters that come out. That, that That's what you had to do. That's what you had to do when uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when you had like three chapters a year. And, I, I couldn't. And then, and then after always six, read them immediately. After six years, you come back and you're like, oh boy, ten chapters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh boy, a whole 30 minutes of reading. Glad I waited six years for this. Yeah, art's amazing, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to find an excuse to watch the anime now. 
Oh, the the original anime is absolutely fucking amazing. P- police, dude. Please, dude. I wouldn't call it amazing, but I would call it nah. very good. Nah, I, I've watched it like four times. Well, you oh, like wow. anime more than manga, but yeah, Me the ninety-seven, too. the ninety-seven anime is very good, especially the music. The the music yeah. was there, there's only like about six, seven tracks. They're all fucking rad. <laughs> all yeah, fucking and you've rad. heard all of them a thousand times. And I'll listen to forces while I'm lifting weights and shit. It's freaking amazing. The, the the only thing, however, is that the the opening sucks and the ending is not much of a song. Yeah, the, the the opening sucks so much. I, I think it's okay. It, it just doesn't fit this yeah, bleak fantasy world very yeah, well. Exactly, it's it just not fitting. But I I you. I hated the opening so much that I like it now, so I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, just put your grasses on. Nothing will be wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it took me like three re- re- rewatch to realize that the song is entirely in English. <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> thick accent. The, the accent is so thick, it just sounds like it's a different language. Yeah, but uh, uh, what that just said is like not a joke. It sounds exactly like that. I know that with the I know what you're talking about. I've heard the song, the put your grasses on. It's like, ugh, that's really strong English. It is like deep English territory. It's... Yeah, it is aggressive. You would almost like if you didn't know the person was Japanese, you would think it was an offensive stereotype. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, so I love Berserk, man. The, the world is full of sickness and misery and evil. But damn it, we keep fighting. We keep struggling. Or at least we should. I don't have a maxed out willpower stat like Guts or Kentaro Miura has. But we keep struggling. I simply live with the pain. <laughs> <laughs> I kick the pain in the nuts and make it my bitch. I am the pain. Yeah, I, I can see why they're, uh, why people talk about this series so much. Not just for the art, but just the, the characters and the setting as a whole. It just... there's nothing that quite replicates it like there's like a ton of dark fantasy and stuff but there's berserk kind of has its own thing that very obviously has influenced many other things yeah i can't look at a giant sword without thinking of berserk because it really popularized the idea but anything else to cover before we wrap this up Ugh, no, no, not this week. Okay, yeah, next we'll take a break from Berserk for a while, and then we can talk about shit in depth when we're more prepared for it. Yeah, that, maybe. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let's let's keep uh, let's keep the the stuff for next week. Okay. So, anything else you want to say, Full Metal? 
Yeah, I did have a quick game recommendation. Um, I haven't beat it yet. I've only played through the prologue, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's called Hunt the Night. It came out like less than a month ago, I think. And it's right now it's only on PC, but uh, I think they're doing console port soon. So what what it is, is like a top-down game, kind of like A Link to the Past. Yeah, you know, it's kind of two D Zelda esque. Yeah, it looks kind of like. But it has like the sort of hyper like the atmosphere or something. And, uh, I don't know if I call it that, but I haven't played Hyperlight. Uh, but tonally, it it reminds me a lot of like Castlevania, like Symphony of the Night. Like it's uh-huh. got that dark fantasy gothic sort of look, but it's also a Souls like, so it's got a little bit of that in there. So you you basically just play as this like woman who has like um not vampire powers but basically vampire powers. <laughs> hey, and look- you're in this sort of dark fantasy like apocalyptic scenario where you you have to hunt demons and shit to to save what's left of humanity. Yeah. Look at this screenshot. Does that demon dog remind you of anything? Yeah, uh, it's another thing inspired by Berserk. It just shows you how much that's like inspired. Like Berserk has inspired dark fantasy in the way that Tolkien has inspired high fantasy. Yep. But All yeah, right, I'll, uh, I'll check this game out. It looks pretty fun. Yeah, N- yeah. Not not too much to say on it. I just thought it looked. I, I played it for a little bit. I thought it was pretty cool. Maybe, you know, if anyone's interested, look into it. I had fun with it. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah m- myself, I've started the Xenoblade 2 DLC. Nothing to say nice. about it yet, but it's it's more fucking game. G- games keep, keep coming out. There there was Atelier Sophie that was 50% up, off, so I jumped on it. A- and then... Uh, on um, PNP games, uh, there was actually uh, I just bought it Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which apparently is Super Monkey Ball Deluxe One and Two put together, and that package is actually good this time. It was twenty bucks Canadian, so I had to jump on it. The, the game never fucking stopped. The, it it yeah. never stopped. Yeah, I haven't been playing any Eastern-made games lately. But I will check out this Hunt the Night. Yeah, I do. That's all all I have. Let's wrap this up. All right. Come to the Fediverse. Join us. Talk about animes. I think all three of our accounts mostly post dank memes and anime porn. (laughs) Yeah, basically at this point. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, it's not but... porn. It's art. There's a difference. It's tasteful, and it's all anime screenshot to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night. See you later. Donovan did nothing wrong. Bye. <laughs>